Hello. Hi. My name is Elijah. And I am Will. And this is It's a Secret to Everyone. This is a Zelda podcast, of course, if you didn't get the reference. But the things we want to talk about on here are Zelda. But it's a little bit more than that, of course, when we're talking about Zelda. We want to do deep dives, and we want to go deep, deep, deep into each game if we can. Deeper. We want to go deeper. (laughs) We have to go deeper. We want more. Our idea is that we love Zelda Mm -hmm. a lot. We talk about it. A lot. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I thought this was uh, an opportune time since uh, Cadence of Hyrule and also Link's Awakening will be coming out later this year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's a great time to talk about Zelda, especially with the incredible gem that is Breath of the Wild. That game has come out two years ago, and there's still they're still finding out things about that game. It's such a good game. It's it's great. In a way, it kind of reminds me of how in The Legend of Zelda, I mean, how you would have to have the 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 Nintendo power to like figure out all the things that you did not uh, know. Oh, bomb this rock. Oh, burn down this tree. And it's like, what? I had no yeah. idea. It's they built it to be that way. They that'd wanted be, it to be that way. It'd be such a time to be alive. And like you didn't have internet and you just had this game where you're dropped into oh nowhere gosh. and you don't know where to go. You don't have a sword. You're oh, just like, yeah. what do I do? That game was built, and uh, th- that game specifically was built for people that are just intuitive, that have this idea. Like, because where you start in that game, and we're kind of jumping ahead, because where you start, I mean, you have that the cave in front of you, and you have three pathways to your left and your right and above you, mm-hmm. and that's it. You got a shield. You can't really do anything else. And you're just like, uh, okay. If you're smart and you go inside the cave, you get a sword. But some people don't do that. Yeah. There's a way you can play that game without the sword, which to me is nuts. I, I I'm not I'm not I saying not this, the, the three heart challengers or <laughs> or the uh, the people who play the game without a sword are not like valid. Do your thing, <laughs> but like I, I <laughs> no thank you. Um, but yeah. We wanted to talk about this because I think it's a great time because Zelda is bigger than ever than it has been. Mm-hmm. In a big way, I used to play a lot of handheld Zelda games, and so yeah. I could take them everywhere. Breath of the Wild is that new game. You can take it everywhere, and you can also play it on your TV. It is, is so crazy. Weird. It is so crazy, isn't it? Yeah. As like, someone who like grew up playing handheld games, didn't play a lot of handheld Zelda games for some reason, but grew up playing handheld games, like I just I know how important that was to me to have that game to myself that oh, I could yeah. just sit in my room and play yeah um or be anywhere and play but I liked being in my room in the dark where no one could bother me playing that yeah. to have <laughs> and like it was a bit more rudimentary because it's a handheld game but to have a console game in your hands at all time it's just crazy oh, yeah so crazy. well even even as if you if you look at the time based on what the, the the technology was, even those rudimentary games were just huge. Oh yeah. To 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 me, I mean, I remember playing Oracle of Ages, not uh, Oracle of Seasons. I played that one first, and then Ages, um, and just that that world to me, which is not that big, <laughs> but they did things in that world that made it seem so much more massive. Yeah, and also the fact that it like linked up with ages, but Breath of the Wild, in its own way, is and we've talked about this. 
why it is so so good and so fascinating is this idea of <laughs> are you gonna say it yeah I'm okay. gonna say it. <laughs> fuck you you're welcome <laughs> um <laughs> yeah we came up that one night we were just spitballing we we tend to much like we did last night have a couple brewskis in us and just <laughs> just talk about everything in a deep deep form you know <laughs> just ramble the, as the modern man tends to do um <laughs> you know <laughs> should go to a bar uh talk about we, we with the we're we're at the bar of of home you know? um, <laughs> the home bar. the home bar um but <laughs> um yeah i we we talked about this idea because the evolution of where breath of the wild got to where it is now is fascinating because in 19 1998 you have ocarina of time come to america um yeah. and you do you see this huge upsurge and you'll you'll see in online chats of people talking about uh oh, it wasn't it wasn't the first of its kind it wasn't as revolutionary as it was but it was yeah it did things with the genre that a lot of other games were not really making mainstream and it changed a lot of ways that we think about playing fantasy action rpgs or anything like that mm -hmm. especially for the fact that it was 3d oh my god link's pony face um <laughs> but <laughs> link's octagonal torso oh, oh! <laughs> take it away his, his boots they could probably like kick a hole in anything because they're just they're just a razor point are we gonna talk oh, about Ocarina of time in this episode you want to do that later well, we can't i mean we can we can um if you want to talk about, we, mm, did, i don't know that's did, your, i just had some thoughts i just watched the video no no talk about it, talk about it. um <laughs> i was just like watching a video about like that's why you're here. You're here to talk about the stuff that I can't think about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the only reason I'm here. It's the only it's, reason he doesn't here. appreciate me. After it's, it's done, fine. he's going back in his cage. <laughs> <laughs> but really, um, <laughs> um, so I was watching a video about Ocarina of Time, and this guy like it's for the 3DS version, but he also showed clips of the original. Um, uh, he would like pull the camera out to its absolute limits. Oh, um, yeah. To see if there was things that, like, weren't on there or were. And um, it was really cool because he showed, like, how the maps were made in the 3DS mm. and how on the N64 it's not like that at all. You think, like, oh, they just, like, ramped up, added more things. But, it, <clears throat> like, especially um, Hyrule. Yeah. Um, it's this square... And then you've got the little circle for the... Uh, Hyrule what, Field. No, the, the well. I'm talking about, like, Hyrule Castle. Oh, you're talking about... Oh, Castle Hyrule Town. Castle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you, You've got, like, the square of Castle Town, and then you've got the well in the middle. And, um... Yeah. When you zoom out, it's all green, and there's just a screen. So, the objects, objects and textures are a 2D screen. It's all 2D, and then the only thing that's actually 3D is this, like the square of Castle Town, um, and the well. Everything else is just yeah. a flat surface, like that you're looking. What the heck? That's like being casted onto the the um, the objects. <laughs> um, that's ridiculous. But, like, but as you're playing it, cap it gives you the illusion that you of are depth. And, yeah. Um, and he showed like when you first wake up, Link. 
how it's essentially that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do that in Ocarina of Time, they've actually added stuff. Like, there's multiple layers and stuff like that. Um, also, the grottos are all in one place. What? Yeah. It's crazy. So, like, if you, for whatever reason, like, glitched out and, like, fell through the world, you would not be able to see the, all the grottos. Um, that's the little holes you fall down in. Um, in Ocarina of Time, you, like, find a bomb or whatever. Um, but they're all in the same space if you zoom out. What the heck? I know. That was a crazy thing But that me. makes sense of storing, like, the same assets from a... Exactly. They, they, storing it on the same place because it's be the same as, like, Castle mm-hmm. Town. It's just you're... Depending on, like, the... Basically, the key entry of how you... Which hole you fall through, you haul, fall in that world, in that specific hole. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm sure you know about the... The Gerudo faces in the, the knights. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the things he did. Um, he did that with Sheik. And I could see Zelda's... Is you can Zelda, actually see Zelda's, Zelda's face. face. Oh, that's really cool. Um, but in the 3DS version, they did away with the Gerudo face and Zelda's face. Really? Yeah. Zelda's face is like... It's all part of like the same model or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just didn't do it. But... That's and he was like, I wonder if that's like uh, the creators trying to do away with... It being like the trapped Gerudos or whatever fighting for Ganon, yeah. but it still has like the jewelry and stuff like on their chest. Interesting. If you clip through Face it, is gone. Yeah. Um, huh. There's like another thing. Oh, <laughs> they showed so like he showed how like in Metroid. Yeah. Um, like the 3D Metroids especially. Um, if you zoom out the camera. It's literally just Samus's arm that you see, <laughs> because there's no need to make the entire model for Samus. No. It's just her arm. So <laughs> in the same way, um, when you're shooting the hookshot's adult link, yeah. it's just his. It's like his arm. I think they still did the shield, and then his legs. <laughs> like that's all. It's just all you know. See through after that. That's just arm, shield, legs. That's all like the model is for when you're firing it. Um, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and when your kid link, this is in the 3DS version. I don't know how it is with the uh, with the 64 version. version. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when your kid link and you're firing your slingshot, they kept the head model. So it's essentially like arms, shield, legs, but they kept the head. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. So, anyways, I thought the most interesting part was the the green objects with the yeah. 2D texture on top of them. The, the, and then the grottos. The soup behind our world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was no green of time fact. I want I want tangents like that in this show. I want them all the time. I I will admit, I I have played every game and I'm a huge fan, but I I I don't profess to know literally everything. <laughs> That's kind of what I want to do this podcast with, is to gather and to explore when we are looking at these games and these these worlds that they've built, yeah, we'll see their flaws, we'll see their Gerudo faces, but mm-hmm. we'll see, what I want to see is the intent behind it was to make these these wonderful stories that they can tell to people. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's great. I think that's something that should be talked about. That's why I talk about it a lot. <laughs> it means <laughs> a lot to me, I think. Yeah, um, for sure. I think it, it, it can be easier, easier said to talk about it and to give it to people in like a mainstream way you know because mm-hmm. a lot of people are 
very protective of <laughs> how they how they view this and how they talk about it. And I, I don't think it should be that way. I think we, it should be, you know, for everybody, for anybody. We should get back to the whole fuck you, you're welcome thing. Yes. Because that was, yeah, we got yes. off on a tangent. No, it's <laughs> um, good. <clears throat> I, I use that term for a lot of creative things. Oh, like, yeah. It's very, I, I think that the movie Alien, I told you this, oh, um, yeah. is very much fuck you, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Because it's it doesn't show you anything. It's you're with the passengers or you're with the ship mates and um, they don't even show the alien until near the end. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just it's very intentional to do that it's just because that it's interesting because alien is based on uh, a movie called plan nine from outer space. I think don't, don't quote me on that. It's, it is based on an older movie that is, it's the same concept these people um are encountered they encounter an alien force that they can't deal with and it slowly picks them off Hmm. um but ridley scott did a thing with that movie of making it so much more terrifying and so much more realistic of this you just don't know exactly what is taking out and the more you learn the worse it gets yeah um it really was a, 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 a few you're welcome because it's yeah. uh, he did it in such a way of even even the the, the chest burster scene he didn't tell the actors only only John Hurt knew what was gonna happen mm-hmm. um, he didn't tell the actors <laughs> what's about to happen um, and in the take they they freak out they 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 freak out. <laughs> Um, even some fake blood got into one of the actress's faces, like in like in her mouth, <laughs> um, and she she was mad, um, but it, it worked. It, yeah, it it did did what it was intended to do. But yeah, um, with with yeah with Breath of the Wild, it's sort of the same thing because it it Breath of the Wild came about as fans for the longest time yeah. been saying open world Zelda open world Zelda open world Zelda and but even more so from this place of ever since Ocarina of Time which which charmed and delighted everybody mm-hmm. uh, the next big title the next main console title they released was a little game called The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker yeah and it was not well received, <laughs> um, which was frustrating for us two little fanboys because yes. we love that game. It's such an amazing it's, game. It's an incredible game. The God. story in that game alone is just breathtaking and wonderful, and it, it gives you a set of characters um, that are hard to not relate to and to feel close to. I was going to say it's, a very, it's one of, if not the most endearing Zelda stories. Oh, yeah. Um, it endears you to everyone in that story, even Ganon. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I almost side with Ganon in that. Yeah. He's just oh my god, so the, well written. The best villains are the ones where you're not sure if they're wrong. Exactly, um, exactly. And it's it's you, you you do start to feel that way. And that and this is something we'll we'll touch on in the podcast down the road is the the difference between each link. That is one of my favorite links mm. because he is thrust into a story he is thrust into a narrative that is not his own mm-hmm. and yet he finds a way to make it his own yeah um which is fascinating but that game was not well received it was called too childish too simple uh they hated the boat um they hated 
sailing on the ocean, which is some of the most calming and peaceful moments of my life. <laughs> Go die in a hole. Um, <laughs> but and then, so and then we get so Nintendo League. was like, okay, 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 and often, often as as if you if you swerve to avoid a possum on the road, you overcorrect into the other direction. Almost and hit a car. You veer off a cliff. Yes. Well, we didn't veer off. We, a cliff we didn't veer off a cliff with Twilight, with Twilight Princess. Um, but it was very much, ooh, <laughs> ooh. It, much like we got. It em- was much like we got emo Spidey, the Spider Man right. Three. You're right. We got emo Link. We got emo Twilight Link. Princess. We. It was. It's the most hot topic of <laughs> Zelda games. Uh, we have to admit there were a few raw texts yeah. sent from that game. <laughs> Whoa. It, um, that game straightened its fucking hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they they did. They veered heavily in the other direction. Twilight Princess is a wonderful game. Um, I had I had many many great experiences playing it on the GameCube. If you go back and play it on the original console, play it on the GameCube. Don't play it on the Wii. Just don't. Don't do it. Don't play it on the Wii. Do Do not do it. The sword mechanics are awful. I swear to God. Um, So so with Twilight Princess, everyone was like, that's cool, but what? (laughs) That's a little edgy. But so many fans like love, even so many fans I like see, they're like, oh, Twilight Princess was like the, the, it was like, oh, this is like the peak. And I'm like, but was it? But, but, okay. Okay. So I... Played through Wind Waker, real, like past couple years. Yeah, yeah. And then we started a playthrough with Elijah playing uh, Wind Waker HD um, on the Wii. We've tried to like, in, like, have my girlfriend watch. And then I played all of Twilight. Which Nintendo, if you're listening to this, bring Wind Waker to the Switch. No, I'm just gonna say it every episode. I saw a post today that's actually like, there's a leak with reputable sources that they're bringing Twilight and Wind Waker to the Switch. If you're lying to me, I'll murder you in your no, sleep. No, <laughs> I need to find it. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I completed a playthrough of Twilight HD, and I liked it before, but it definitely was not one of my favorites. Um, yeah. It's still not one of my favorites, but I like it a lot more, which is interesting because... The HD update? Yeah. Um, I There's a guy I work with who's a big Zelda fan as well, and um, he like did not like wind waker at mm. first and he was obsessed with twilight growing wow. up and he played through both of them again and he had the opposite reaction he was like fascinating wait twilight isn't as good as i remembered it but wind waker is has a phenomenal story and mm-hmm. i was like yes um, <laughs> but like <laughs> to those of you who can't see this um just he a, just he's a fist bump yeah it was an internal it was the yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Anyways, so like, and that makes that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But it was interesting to be one of the one of the dozens of us that like loved Wind Waker more from the get go, mm-hmm. um, and didn't really care for Twilight. Where it's like now my love for Wind Waker has increased exponentially, but also my love for Twilight has come up a lot because yeah. um, there are really solid elements in that game. Midna, in my opinion, is awesome. I love Midna. She's great. Um, there's some mechanical elements that I really love in it. Um, I can't really think of any examples, but it's yeah. just... They... One of the things I love about Zelda is there's this thing... There's sounds or 
sites that just like Trigger boom like immerse you in that world yeah. yeah um i didn't really get that that much when i played through twilight the first time but seeing like the twilight stuff yeah anytime like i heard twilight sounds or went to the twilight that's what did it for me it's just like oh or like when those pillars like go, 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 go. yeah <laughs> and then the yeah um they they still did it, but they did it in a very hot topic way. So, <laughs> um, it was there. The elements of Zelda are definitely in that game. So like, yeah, I I wouldn't poo poo on it, but it's I mean it's still not top of my list in my opinion. And we're not also as we're going as we're going through the the the, the fuck you you're welcome method. Um, we're not touching on the the smaller titles that were released. Mm-mm. The, the handheld titles, uh, Minish Cap, uh, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons, um, even like re-releases, uh, the, the Link to the Past Game Boy Advance cart that had a link between, uh, that had um, four swords on it. Mm. Um, yeah. That was an entirely different experience that you shared with people with like four people it was it was a new way to experience zelda Mm. but these these big these tiny titles they were able to like tell these intricate stories in their own way Mm -hmm. underneath these giants Mm -hmm. and the the fuck you you're welcome comes from these this swaying of creative choice yeah yeah Uh and the fascinating thing with the game that came next which everybody knows skyward sword was that when they overcompensated to the right and they overcompensated to the left, they got it steered dead middle. <laughs> and you would think this would be an improvement. And in a lot of ways, it was. Story-wise, it, it's it, really not it bad. Had, it had the rich, beautiful story of Wind Waker. And colors. And the colors and the, and the, the style. But it also had the darkness and the weird and the upsetting of mm. Twilight Princess. There were a lot of those dungeons in Skyward Sword that are that still stick with me of this is incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. Some places in uh, the Ancient Cistern, the part where you're underneath <sighs> the cistern, and then the moment. zombie bacoblins just like get up and start chasing <laughs> you. I nearly... I nearly screamed. It's a terrifying <laughs> moment. It is. It's, but they did a lot of good things with that game, but they were also experimenting with what they could do with the Zelda game. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that detracts in that game, which is kind of upsetting, is the motion controls. Yeah. And But it's, it's with how terrible it is, it is still a part of the story that we can't. Yeah. Separate, unfortunately, from the game. <laughs> People poo-poo on it a lot. And one of the reasons... One, one of the things like I value a lot in our friendship is like you've shown me the Zelda games. You're like, no, no, sit your ass down. I'm going to play this game for you. Mm-hmm. Or make you play this game. Uh, like You're letting me borrow Spirit Tracks right now, which yeah. we can talk about later. Yeah. Um, oh, man. That's... And <sighs> I, I was one of those people on the outside. I was like, oh, screw motion controls. I can't play this game. Just like most other... like. I'm gonna say vanilla <laughs> Zelda fans, um, <laughs> but like um, after seeing it, I'm like, okay, yeah, the motion controls still suck, but there's actually some meat there. Yeah, um, it's 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 the it's with each 
with each story you have to push past the the weird things about it mm-hmm. um i've been playing through breath of the wild recently on master mode and <laughs> it's just bit you over a barrel I'm oh sure. no yeah <laughs> there's sometimes when i'm i i tried to find a lionel the other day like a white main lionel oh, it wasn't a savage one but um it it took me to church yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even in master mode i was decently prepared uh i had like level three tier armor uh and i just got wrecked yeah <laughs> over and over and over if you're not a god with controls you're just gonna get destroyed. yeah even in master mode there's there's ways you can do it I, in master mode i've gotten a lot better at perfect shielding mm. uh guardian blasts and you, if you do that you can knock it back and, and like do some heavy damage yeah um where in my original playthrough i was not so i mean there's there's ways to get better but i mean with the with the creative um ways you have to play the game sometimes to like push past the controls it offers unique challenges that you have to overcome um so skyward sword happened yeah (laughs) after that and how it was received still a good game a lot of people loved it it was a good reception but there were still a lot of people that were like disenfranchised in a way yes most controls yes it it pushed them away they didn't want to play it they didn't want to they they were frustrated with zelda um yeah and i was one of those people that basically skipped an entire zelda title and that sucked a lot like a lot (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah and it's it's fascinating because for the life of the wii u um fans were expecting uh like a new zelda title to come out on the wii u Mm -hmm. and it never did you can kind of count Hyrule Warriors, but that's that's a side Zelda title. Yeah. We'll also talk about those. That's a great game in its own right. I have it. I have it on Switch. I really enjoy just I've got waiting, on the yeah. waiting through enemies and destroying them. But <laughs> did you see that? Where someone took the Key and Peele skit? Where Jordan Peele? Oh, the one you sent to me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like at the end, he's just like hi to the Hyrule Warriors <laughs> person. Just, yep. That's uh, it's right. a great game. The story, super weird. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> Some weird wizard lady wants to bone Link. What, what? Nintendo? Oh. What? Have you not gotten that far? No. It doesn't really ruin Jeez. anything. It it's really fine. That game is about, it's not about the story. It's No, it's, it's not. not about so it's like, why is there a story? Yeah. Um, but anyways. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's the whole like conflict is like, she does the the main villain does everything because she wants to bone Link. I mean, not really because it's Nintendo, but like, but like, really, she wants to bone Link. Um, Carrot sword. <laughs> yes. Hyrule Warriors. Wii U. There was no the Wii U. Let's admit it. It was a failure. <laughs> yeah. It was a grand upsetting failure. It's a failure that I would never get rid of just for the novelty of having it. Oh yeah, it still has good titles. Even even Smash Four, um, which Smash Ultimate is a is you can, it's it's updated Smash Four. It's a yeah. port. Yeah. Don't don't come to my house and and attack me in my bed. No, it's a port. It's but it's a port. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, the Wii U didn't see a lot of action, and so they didn't see it necessary to release. Also, the window. Usually a Zelda game, a main title Zelda game, would be released around every six years. Mm. Five or six years. You can see that with um, 
Ocarina of Time being a 98. Yeah. The only differences between that is uh, I'm pretty sure Link's Awakening and A Link to the Past, which was 95 and 96, I think. No, 93 and 94. Don't quote me on that. I need to get my years straight. The other time that happened was um, Oracle of, uh, of was Ocarina of Time yeah. and Majora's Mask, which yeah. was 98 and 2000, I respectively. Um, this is also American release um, because it's a little a little bit different than how things happened in Japan mm-hmm. um, and how that was. So that's that's another thing about this podcast is we will mainly be talking about American releases, American releases, and how it affected us in America because yeah. I don't live in Japan. Yeah, I will I will note I will make note of the importance of the Japan release, but also we got the NES, they got the Famicom. Yeah, it's a different systems, it's a different world. And I want to acknowledge it, but also I also want to acknowledge what it's it also, was to us. Yeah, we're not. I mean, we're here to talk about our love for Zelda and like about Zelda because we love it. We're not here to talk about this is the completely one hundred percent historical accurate. Uh, we'll get the facts of, straight. We will, but yeah. it's mainly about story. Yeah, <laughs> it's mainly about story. That's what yeah. it's going to be from this point on. Yeah. So that being said, Wii U, the timeline of it was interesting because since Breath of the Wild came out in 2017, it was right at the end of the life of the Wii U. Because Mm -hmm. usually when a console dies, 3DS, Game Boy, whatever, it is when the next has been released. Yeah. Same thing happened for, goodness, goodness, the the N64 going to the GameCube, that is... Because you can talk about the N64 DD, you can talk about the Philips CDI, you can talk about <laughs> everything that happened. Their partnership with Sony. Ugh. God, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. People talk about the video game wars in the 80s, but this was garbage. gross. <laughs> when the Switch came out, Zelda as a launch title, that was a very new thing mm-hmm. as well. That hadn't really happened... Um, exactly, since really the Game Boy. Well, they kind of, I mean, they released, they released Twilight on GameCube and Wii. Wii was technically, yeah, Twilight, yeah, I guess they kind of did the same thing with Twilight they did with Breath of the Wild, because Breath of the Wild also came out on the Wii U, and that's what I initially played it on, and then I played it on the Switch, which playing on the Wii U, fine, you just can't go anywhere with it. Yeah. It's the same game. It was great. It was great. Um, yeah, they did that with, because I got Twilight on the GameCube, and then other people got it on the Wii um, which is, but it is interesting because the Switch, I say specifically for the Switch, launching with Zelda is really interesting mm-hmm. because the Switch is just so different. Yeah. That's the only reason I say it. It is just such a different experience, um, that we are currently experiencing and are going to experience for years to come, especially with Nintendo launching, uh, uh, a more bare bones, basically like Switch for for people who don't want a game and then switch for people who do want a game. Mm. Switch Pro and then Switch Mini, I guess is what they're going to be called. I don't know. Huh. Um, I think that's interesting because it is... Because the, the middle console that I have will be like the middle ground between the two huh. um, as far as like processing power and everything. Um, yeah. Breath of the Wild, when it came out, nobody really knew what to expect. We'd seen trailers, and we'd had Shigeru Miyamoto and Ijeonuma talk to us and say, hey, you see that mountain over there? You can climb it. And we're like, I don't get it. Which, drawing correlation, 
we had this huge press thing with Mimeo being like, yeah, you can go to that mountain. And also, we had fucking No Man's Sky <laughs> just rip the rug out from under us. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was just like people Ooh, at that time more than any were like, but are you being serious? Is this another, you know, bait and switch kind of thing? Are you mm-hmm. telling us the full mm-hmm. truth? People were really wanting to know. That is really interesting to talk about because of expectation versus what, what fans got. No Man's Sky was a huge letdown. Yeah. Which now, apparently, No Man's Sky is the game that we, we were promised. It's close to it. It it's is a lot to closer to what was being told to us by the developer. But when Breath of the Wild was going to come out, they were telling us all these things. We were like, no freaking way. Yeah. Yeah. And then it... It was there, and it was, it was everything. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, more. And then this is, I mean, it's it's not a perfect game. It isn't. We can talk about that. I mean, it, as far as Zelda titles go, it's got one of the weaker stories. Which, but what it gives you is really good. And that's, again, we can go back into the F you, you're welcome thing. Oh, yeah. Like, where that, where that really came from, that phrase... <clears throat> was from the beginning of the game where you wake up. Zelda tells you to wake the wake the freak up. It's past it's past your awakening time. You get some clothes. You get a Sheikah slate, and then you go outside. And you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just look around, <laughs> and that is so vastly different from any. Zelda title, even Nintendo title, um, up to that point. I mean, you could say Zelda 1, which is, again, that's kind of what they're going, going for. But anyways, um, like, every single title held your hand for the first half hour, hour of the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. just immersing you in the world, giving you the story elements. And people, especially, like, this day and age, are like, dude, come on, figure it out. Come on. Like, yeah. I have the internet if I'm really struggling. Like, it's it's hard pressed to find a game that does not hold your hand for the the quote unquote tutorial section of the game, especially for Nintendo games. Oh yeah, which is why they've again used to use the word dis- disenfranchised, but like yeah. they've kind of alienated some a good bit of a good co- co- good chunk of uh, gaming culture because of their decisions with that. But like they're 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 learning and they're coming back around. Yeah. I think. Step one was Breath of the Wild. The interesting thing about Breath of the Wilds, because Breath of the Wild does have a tutorial segment. It does. Yeah. But it handles it in a way that is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, since you have the initial four shrines on the plateau and you have the old man. It's more just Breath of the Wild light. <laughs> and then yeah. you complete Breath of the Wild light. And then you're. And it's like, it's here's like, a paraglider, jump off. And it's like, cool, where do I go? Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> what? Anywhere. <laughs> To that Can mountain? I have a goal? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does say, go to Impa, but it's also like, I don't have to. Yeah. You could, you could go anywhere. And to be fair, Ocarina did that. Yes. Twilight did that. Wind Waker did that. But it's... It was the, so different. The scope of freedom in this game. Yeah. I, I think also an important thing to note is also, which is something that happens in, in the first sequence for Breath of the Wild, is you are introduced to the beauty of this world. Mm-hmm. The beauty of this this broken, fallen world. 
And that is such a big part of it too, because sometimes you just look around at all the beautiful things. Um, and you're like, I want to go to that mountain. Yeah. It's so pretty, you know? And that, yeah. uh, from the ground up, that game was designed in that way to entice you to explore. Mm-hmm. When you find a specific Korok challenge, um, just to the right down the path from your resurrection chamber, there is a Korok you can get where you jump off of a little ledge into a ring of flowers mm-hmm. in the water and a Korok appears. So when you find that again in the overworld, you go, oh, I know how to do that. Oh, or when you find so brilliant. one that stumped me for the longest time, three apple trees. Have you ever found that one? No. You have to pick, you have to find the one apple tree that only has one apple. And then you have to, on the other trees, make the other trees like that one tree. Oh my gosh. And then the Korok appears. <laughs> and it's just maddening. Uh, but when you know how to do it, you know how to do it. Yeah. And you see it on your map, or you see it in your overworld. Oh, the, the, the mapping, the way you oh, map the world. Yeah. Of just finding these towers. These And all of them are... I'm talking to you, the freaking Quagmire Tower. I hate you. I hate you a lot. The one that's got like the the mud that like oh, sucks you under. That one didn't piss me off nearly as much as the freaking one over the water with all the the one with all the electric, electric enemies. Yeah. Oh, that one was on master mode. That was nearly impossible. God, that took me so um, long to get. And it was like one of the closest ones to the plateau. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just want to complete this part of the freaking <laughs> map. <laughs> just. Ridiculous. It is. It is. But it. But you. The 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 wonderful thing about that game is it's the the, the world is laid out for you to complete in whatever order you wish. Yes. I which love is, that so much. Which is what they the 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 note they took from Zelda One, which is what we'll talk about when we mm-hmm. when we explore Zelda One, um, is this idea of the world is yours to explore. Which they kind of started to stray away from in Zelda 2. Zelda 2 was a bit more formulaic. You had to do things in a specific order. Zelda 2 was also um, infuriating to the max. But, yeah, you were going to say? I was just thinking about Breath of the Wild and its differences between like the open-worldness of Ocarina, Twilight, and Wind Waker. It's almost... A mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily what they did story-wise yeah. or to open it up. It's mechanically... So, like, in Ocarina or Twilight, they'd, like, landlock you. Like, you can't go here because you don't have the thing. item XYZ. But you can do that in Breath of the Wild, and you don't even necessarily need it if you can just balls to the wall mechanically do the thing. And the, Like how um, people will shield jump in shrines to get to the... Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, like he, like uh, the divine beasts. Yeah, they are the most neutral dungeon possible, which means you could do any of them in any order you which, choose. For some people, it was infuriating because it was the dungeon design was neutral. It was. It's not infuriating. I think, much like I think. I'm gonna use this term. I I use it for uh, only between worlds, but it, it's like mechanical masturbation. Like it's just, yeah. it yeah. feels so good to, to to do that to play through those dungeons. It's just it's just a straightforward mm-hmm. puzzle. Because um, when you know it, you know it, and it 
like I was talking about with the Koroks, when you figure out the mechanization, mm-hmm. you know how to do it. So when you find it again, it is it is all the much easier and all the more satisfying in a yes. way because you know what you're doing. A lot of times with puzzles, you don't know what you're doing until you've solved it. Yeah. Sometimes, and, and I think Breath of the Wild is the master of that. When you find mm-hmm. shrines everywhere, as soon as you get a bearing on what this shrine is going to be, you know how to do it. Yeah. It's it's everything to you, and it, it just clicks. It's yeah. I the just the satisfaction of completing yes. the divine beast is so good, and I miss the themes. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm I think that they'll go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they keep elements of the just raw puzzles in later games, like they have with Breath of the Wild. But um, I do miss the themes. Yeah, for sure. It was nice to have like puzzle elements within themes, but it is also like great to. Just do a raw puzzle, which I think were some of the most clever puzzles they've ever made. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, you were talking about Zelda 2. Well, um, I just, with, with Breath of the Wild, they just did such a unique thing that they hadn't done since the beginning of the, this world you explore. And when they were building Breath of the Wild, they created this simulator, which, release it, Nintendo, I want to play it. Um, <laughs> of... It was a Zelda 1 style world, but it was with the mechanics of what Breath of the Wild could do. They were trying to test the limits of their physics engine that they could do, mm-hmm. um, like cutting out a tree and then putting that tree in a river, and then you could ride on that tree in the river, um, or uh, setting fire to something and that fire spreads or what that fire does to other enemies mm-hmm. um, how the enemies interact with the world how they use their surroundings to interact with you um, it's which is, Zelda 1 is very rudimentary in that way but when you find different enemies for instance Armos in uh, Armos no Nuts um, white, white Nuts and Dark Nuts um, I hate them I hate them in Zelda 1. As soon as I get to level 3, I'm going to scream. Um, I hate it. I hate it. I hate them so much. Because you can only hit them from behind. And they are designed, when you get close to behind them, they will switch and put their sword. It's it's sometimes easier to defeat them with a bomb. I hate them. I hate them. I hate nuts. Um, but, But each... Even in that game... Branching forward to Breath of the Wild, they did things with the world and with the enemies and with the physics mm. that was honestly from the first game. How the first game worked. And Are you talking about Link to the Past? You're talking about Zelda I'm 3? talking about Zelda 1. Oh, Zelda 1. That okay. was because that was the inspiring impetus that made ah. them do something like that, which is why the Twin Peaks Mountain from the. From the picture of Link on the, the, the thing is in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be inspired. But yeah. Or you, you had a thing. So this is like early sketches of what they, like in, yeah. enemy designs of like what they could possibly go with of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. Those were for, uh, those were early sketches for the Guardians. If you haven't, yeah. you haven't seen these, look these up. They are horrifying. And also tiny little link next to these. It's They have a for terrifying. scale reference. Yeah terrifying it's like there's a also you can see which one they landed on at the top right mm-hmm. like that is and then from there they scaled down but oh mm-hmm. god it, it's just it is just horrifying honestly like one of these would be just terrifying 
like just rising up from the ground. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it is fascinating that they they did, and it even shows in the final concept. They they approached it from a very animal, mm. a very a very crustacean bug like yeah. existence, and so that is where some of the most nerve wracking enemies. I mean. There's the the guardian theme when one spots you the the terrifying piano music, I mean it it even most experienced players they they tense up a little bit mm-hmm. because it means it a well timed guardian you're not prepared for will, that will, will just mess up your day <laughs> just I don't care how good you are when you see a guardian and you hear that music you just rip <laughs> that butthole uh, yeah 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 it's speaking of the music I like watched a whole video on the music of Breath yeah. of the Wild yeah. yeah. How brilliant it is! I need to try to find it again because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how like occasionally you'll get little motifs of like older games that bring you into the world. Um, like the Shrine of the Horse God is Epona's um, um, theme, mm-hmm. um, but it's like it's like in the background over like the uh, or when you are riding your horse in the overworld you will slowly start hearing yeah, 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 yeah. the main Maybe theme Maybe you watched that with violin. me. Did I? I think so. Um, but um, that's just like another part. It's like the whole F you, you're welcome thing. It's like, oh, you want something completely different? Here you go. Here you go. We're going to rip every little like nostalgic entanglement you had to any game ever. I, and just... in, in a lot of ways, I felt even more connected. When you, when you go to the Akala ruins... The like the the Akala like uh, like seat where that tower is mm-hmm. and there's that castle that's just ruined. Yeah, um, that was that was so sad to see. Yeah. So I, was, I was wishing I could have seen that in its, which is like yeah, fans are like let's see Hyrule in all its glory, but I mean see Hyrule in the way that it is now and understand that there's a reason why they wanted to show you this this, this connection to this broken world. I watched um, a oh, sorry. I no, no, you're good. You're good. I watched a video breakdown of that. Yeah. Of. Isn't that the tower with, like, the pink trees and stuff? Um, yeah, I watched a video breakdown of, like, where Ganon would have come, like, battle strategy and stuff. It was so fascinating. Um, one, one of the more fascinating things to me was um, the king's the king's cairn on on the top of the, the highest point mm. on the plateau. Have you ever, been, you ever seen that? Um, he, the old man will show up there, and if you make it all the way up there without the warm doublet... You can talk to him and he'll give it to you there. And he's standing next to this large rock um, surrounded by several other stones underneath it. It's a cairn. It's a grave. Um, And it says, I can't remember which book. I need to get it. That's talking about the, I think the, it's like the champion, champions. It's a a book that's talking about like the story behind and and design elements of of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, And it talks about how the king fell on plateau fighting and Mm. they buried him there. Uh, and uh, a, a YouTuber, uh, Zeltic, he yeah. did this video. Love Zeltic. He he does really great work. Um, I I always enjoy watching his videos because he he presents the information and he isn't too he isn't too clickbaity with his like well maybe it's this he's yeah. like leave it up to you but like this is the evidence this is what it is it's just kind of fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, the the king. It's interesting the king's ghost next to. The king's cairn. Mm. He he, because he says he likes sometimes likes spoilers. to come up there. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> well, if you're listening to this, I feel like I feel like you played. I Breath feel of like Wild. you played Breath of the Wild, and you learned about that pretty 
pretty early on. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, but I mean, that definitely is something I don't, I don't want spoiled for anybody. Um, but it's, it's interesting that little world thing like that, like you could visit the ranch ruins. Uh-huh. Um, and if you go around behind where that little shed is, where normally at night there's a skulltella, mm. there's a rock with a korok there. Mm. So, like, in your head it is ingrained, oh, there's a skulltella behind here. And you go behind there and you find a korok, which is, like, another hidden thing, like a, like a skulltella. I think yeah. it's interesting that they had something like that that was in the game that made sense yeah. um, for you to find. Um, but, yeah. Enough rambling. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Zelda means a lot to me because I grew up around it. The first game I ever, Zelda game I ever played was Link's Awakening where you are dropped in this world that you were unfamiliar with, which in a way, they named Link Link because he is your link to the world. Mm. Uh, this world and this story. They always wanted to tell these stories in these worlds, which is why they've kind of strayed away from the cursed Zelda and Link and Ganon, which in a way I'm grateful of mm-hmm. tell new stories tell different stories bring Vadi back bring yeah bring uh, the what is his name um, bring freaking Majora back yeah why not why not <laughs> you know um, it's I think Breath of the Wild was especially for the young team that, that made it mm-hmm. it was a love letter to this series and also an ongoing dialogue of saying, why can't it be different? Why can't we do different things? Yeah, And I think it achieved that, and I think it pushes it for the the future. And the fact that they are remaking Link's Awakening, which, when it came out, was very different Zelda-wise, which Link to the Past is one of the more traditional Zelda games. It is a wonderful Zelda game. If you Mm -hmm. haven't played it, played it. But uh, Link to the Past was like, Oh, we're gonna do something. I mean, or Link's Awakening. We're like, yeah, oh, we're gonna do something a little different. Yeah. We're gonna put him on an island. Hyrule, Zelda. Who's Zelda? Mm. Oh, there's a windfish. Don't wake him up, or the island will disappear. Um, I think it's interesting that that is the game that they're releasing next, mm. and that to me signals, especially they're doing Cadence of Hyrule. You've heard about that, right? Yeah. It is a mashup of Crypt of the Necro Dancer oh, and right, 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 Legend right, of Zelda. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which. <laughs> It's really cool. As, it's really, really cool. As far as like side weird Zelda games are, I would pick that any day over Tingles. I was going to say about Tingles. Bash, which was never released in America. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. We're moving forward. We're doing weird things. But as we do that with Zelda, I want to talk about where we've come what's important and what has meant so much to me and so many other people that play this franchise. Yeah. That is why we're here. And so moving forward, what we're going to do is we're going to go game by game. It might take a little while because we're also busy adults, but (laughs) um, (laughs) we're going to go game game by game, starting from where they were chronologically released, not chronologically timeline wise, because let's admit it, timeline's garbage, but we will go from Zelda one, and play as much of it as we can. We might not be able to beat every game because, again, we're busy adults. Yeah. But we're going to play enough of it to get this general idea and this sense of the game. Mm-hmm. What the story was trying to tell. What we were supposed to be given. 
Um, hopefully we can beat it. Um, Zelda 1, I haven't beat it in a while. <laughs> it's, Death Mountain is daunting. Um, but that's what we want to do. We want to go um, game by game. Mm-hmm. That will be the main focus of this podcast. As we go, we will also do side stories in, in a way of perhaps on specific characters or enemies or mm-hmm. a weapon or a story element <laughs> or a, side, a weapon. A weapon. Um, so we want to do a lot with this. And again, we are busy adults. But we're going to talk about what these things mean in the story, why they are significant, why they show up, why we even see them, why we didn't see this, why we didn't see that, mm-hmm. why it didn't make it into the final story. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, there's really so much you could talk about. There's so <laughs> many games now that there's really just endless content. Mm-hmm. And by the time we probably run dry on all that content... There'll be more games to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we will have had a new Zelda title at that point. Exactly, so. exactly. So, so yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us as we talk about what we're going to do. The next episode, we will start talking about 1986's The Legend of Zelda. Well, 1987's The Legend of Zelda. It came out in America in 1987. But we will start talking about that. um, And uh, we'll talk about um, things that... Because the game itself was not complete, we have to admit without the things that was given to us in Nintendo Power and the things mm. that were also told to us by Nintendo when the game came out because that game coexisted with these formats that they were able to. We should try to look up the Nintendo Power. I think we can. We should it. be able to find them. Yeah, um, as we play it. Yeah, that would be great to find because a lot of times they would give secrets, like tips to play. I remember on the Game Boy Advance version that I got, it they had a, basically how to find the first dungeon. Mm. Um, and tips to defeating the first boss and tips to getting through the first dungeon Yeah. in the little, like, booklet that came with the game card, <laughs> which was like, why? Yeah. But because it is such a game, it was the their, the very first Fuck You, You're Welcome game. That's why they did that. Yeah. Because they realized, oh, oh, they're used to, they're used to Spy Hunter and Mario. And... Yeah, I was going to say, it's not go right, jump on the Goomba <laughs> thing. It's literally... Go wherever the hell you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Look forward to that. And we will have that out soon. (laughs) Yeah. So, we're looking forward to all these things. Uh, Plug your Twitter. Oh, yeah. You can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, HurricaneBeard7. Um, I usually am just tweeting weird things or retweeting my girlfriend. But I'll be tweeting updates about this as we go. Um, So please, please follow that. Please find that. Uh, We will have uh, most likely Facebook for this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to, I guess, get another Facebook for the other podcast, which we'll we'll plug in a second. Um, And then... Yeah. yeah, our our um, yeah, we'll 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 have we'll have links to that probably in the next episode when we we figure that out. Um, we are we have a band called Open the Chamber. Mm-hmm. If you, um, look us up. I'm gonna try to get that Facebook back up and running again. You want to find more information about like everything um, we do, and also check out our other podcast. Please do our um, other podcast is called What's in the Chamber. And what's in your chamber? What's in your chamber? You're you're right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yes. So yeah, check us out and thank you. Thanks thank for you listening. So much. Yeah.